Good morning. Welcome to PCA. Everybody on your feet. It is a beautiful day. It's going to be an awesome time with our Lord. You know, if you are with Jesus, you should be living in victory. 
Amen. Are you living in victory? Because you should be. Jesus paid the price for us to live in victory. And the Bible says that with God, we can, we will gain the victory. He will trample down our enemies. I love it. Thank you, Lord. I heard an old, old story How a Savior came from glory How He gave His life on Calvary To save a wretch like me I heard about His groaning Of His precious blood me to victory beneath the cleansing blood. Oh, I heard about His healing, of His cleansing power revealing, how He made the lame to walk again, and He caused the blind to see. And then I cried, dear Jesus, Come and heal my broken spirit. And somehow Jesus came and brought to me the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ever. me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Oh, I heard about a mansion he has built for me in glory. And I heard about the streets of gold beyond the crystal sea. About the angels singing and the old redemption story and some sweet day i'll sing up there the song of victory oh, oh victory in jesus he's my savior forever he sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood he loved me me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Thank you, Lord, for victory. We bless your holy name, God. We bless your holy name. Thank you for all that you have done for us. Thank you for all that you have done for us, God. You are awesome, awesome, awesome. Isn't he awesome? I just love him. I just love him. And I'm going to call everybody. Let's just give everything over to our God today. 
Let's let the Lord take control. Let the Holy Spirit take control in our lives because He says if we draw near to Him, if we submit to Him, then He's going to draw near to us. And He also promised us in His Word that He has a good plan for each and every one of us. You can't find that plan if you're not giving Him control of your life. And if you want the very best plan for your life, you give Him control. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It's your heart we're searching for. We want you and nothing more. Let your glory fill this place. Yeah. We're alive in your presence. We surrender all to you. Do what you want to. Do what you want to. God, we love to see you move. Do what you want to, do what you want to. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm yours, I'm yours, I'm yours. We are standing in your light. And our hearts are open wide. Let us see more than before. Open our eyes. Lord, come have your way here. Hallelujah. We surrender all to you. Do what you want to, do what you want to. God, we love to see you move. Do what you want to, do what you want to. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, I bless your name. All-consuming fire fall on us all consuming fire fall fall on every one of us all consuming fire fall on me lord fall on me ask him to fall on you all consuming fire Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Don't you just love God's Word? I just love God's Word, and I love how much God loves me and every one of you. Don't you just love that about God? The Bible says that God is love. It says that He lavishes His love on us, but that He is love. And, he also, and the Bible also says that we are His children. What a privilege that is. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I was walking the wayside, lost on a lonely road. I was chasing the high life, trying to satisfy my soul. All the lies I believed in left me crying like the rain. Then I saw lightning from heaven, and I've never been the same. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to climb a mountain. I'm going to shout about it. I am a child of love. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I found a world of freedom. I found a friend of Jesus. I am a child of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Just when I thought it was over, you broke me out of the grave. Oh, I'm going to climb a mountain. I'm going to shout about it. I am a child of love. I'm a child of love. I found the world of freedom. I found a friend of Jesus. I am a child of love. Yeah, yeah. Sing it, sing it, sing it. Nothing can change the way you love me. Yeah. Nothing can change the way. Nothing can change the way I belong to you. Yes, I do. Nothing can separate. Oh, I'm gonna climb a mountain. Clap with me. Yeah, yeah. I am a child of love. I'm a child of love. I found the world of freedom. I am a child of love. I'm going to climb a mountain. I'm going to shout about it. I am a child of love. I am your child of love. I found a world of freedom. I found a friend of Jesus. I am a child of love.
that God's love doesn't change. Sometimes we just, you know, distance ourselves from Him so we may not feel Him there, but His love never changes. Nothing can change the way you love me. Nothing can change the way I belong to you. Yes, I do. Nothing, nothing, nothing can separate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sing it. Can change the way you love me. Nothing can change. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I belong to you. Yes, I want to sing it one more time. One more time. Nothing can change. Nothing can change. Nothing can change the way you love me. Nothing can change the way. Yes, thank you, Lord. I belong to you, yes I do, nothing can separate, oh I'm gonna climb, I'm gonna climb a mountain, yes I am, yes I am, I am a child of love, I'm a child of love, I found a world of freedom, oh I did, I really did, yeah, I am a child of love, I'm gonna climb a mountain, I'm gonna shout about it. I am a child of love. I'm a child of love. I found a world of freedom. I found a friend in Jesus. I am a child of love. I'm gonna climb a mountain. I'm gonna climb a mountain. I'm gonna shout about it. I am a child of love. I'm a child of love. I found a world of freedom. I found a friend of Jesus. I am a child of love. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. I am a child of love. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh. I am a child of love. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Lord. You are awesome. You are beautiful, Lord. I thank you for your word, God. Get in the word. If you're not, get in the word. Get in the word. The Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible says that all things are possible with God. The Bible tells us about all kinds of miracles that Jesus did. So that means if he did it back then... He can do it now. We can see a wonder-working God. We can see miracles yesterday, today, and forever. Our God is able. we got to get that in our brain. And if you're not in the Word on a regular basis, you just have no clue what you're missing. So you just got to do it. You just got to do it. You just got to do it. I want to tell you one other thing. This morning at 3 a.m., my uncle Rex, who is like an adopted dad to me, went to be with Jesus. He's almost 84 in a couple of months, and he preached up until two weeks ago at his church. Last week, he was so upset because he had to miss, because he has pancreatic cancer and several other things going on. I'm so excited for him, because he's with Jesus. He's with my mom and dad. I'm going to miss him terribly. But if I were to ask him where he would want me to be today, he would want me right where I'm at, talking about Jesus. Because that's the most important thing. Okay, 
I'm done. Here we go. Let's talk about our Jesus. Amen. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all its stealing. Are you desperate for some healing? Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. Who can wipe away the tears from broken dreams and wasted years and tell the past to disappear? Oh, let me tell you about my Jesus and all the wrong turns that you would go and undo if you could. Who can work it all for your good? Oh, let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way. He rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Let my Jesus change your lives. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 Who would take my cross to Calvary? Pay the price for all my guilty. Who would care that much about me? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Oh, He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that He can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Hallelujah! His love is strong and His grace is free. And the good news is, I know that He can do for you what He's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Again. He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty, from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
how there's so much power in the name of Jesus. There is so much power in the name of Jesus. And our God is a wonder-working God. And as I said earlier, if he did it before, he can do it again. And we, we see miracles all the time. You know, I was asking God for a miracle for my uncle. But I know that God counts our days. And precious in the eyes of the Lord are the death of his saints. And so, you know, God chose to take him to heaven. And that's fine. But I was still believing and praying for his miracle. <laughs> but if God's counted his days, God's counted his days. And I wouldn't bring him back for anything. But our God is a wonder, wonder-working God. And just because he did not choose to heal my uncle at this time does not mean that he will not choose to heal you of whatever you need right at this time. Okay? Always believe. Always believe. stories I've lived stories that have proved your faithfulness I've seen miracles my mind can't comprehend I have there is beauty in what I can't understand Jesus it's you Jesus it's you I believe in the wonder-working God, in the wonder-working God. All the miracles I've seen, too good to not believe. You're the wonder-working God, and you heal because you love. Oh, the miracles we'll see. You're too good to not believe, too good to not believe, too good to not believe. Oh, I can't resurrect a man with my own hands, but just the mention of your name can raise the dead. Thank you, Lord. So all the glory to the only one who can. Jesus, it's you, Lord. Jesus, it's you. And I believe, I believe, I believe. You're the wonder-working God. You're the wonder-working God. All the miracles I've seen. Too good to not believe You're the wonder-working God And you heal because you love All the miracles we'll see You're too good to not believe Too good to not believe Too good to not believe After everything I've seen You're too good to not sure you're going through, everyone in here is going through something difficult that you'd rather not be going through. 
but believe our God is able. Believe our God is able. Stand on his word. Get those scriptures coming out of your mouth that God is the healer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray that you be working and healing people as we're praising and worshiping you. I know you do that all the time, and I just bless you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Here we go. I bless your name. Lord, have your way. Have your way. I've seen cancer disappear last year in my cousin. I've seen broken bodies healed. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen real life resurrection. I've seen mental health restored. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen families reunited. I've seen prodigals. Yes, I have. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen troubled souls delivered. I've seen addicts finally free. Yes, I have. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. We'll see cities in city and salvation flood the streets. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. We'll see glory fill the nations like the world has never seen. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Cause I know that he can. You're the wonder-working God. All the miracles I've seen, you're too good to not believe. You're the wonder-working God. Yes, you are. And you heal because you love. All the miracles we'll see, you're too good to not believe. Too good to not believe. Too good to not believe. Oh, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Okay, now, just because I may not be singing loud doesn't mean that I don't want to be. My voice is still not quite back to normal, and it's kind of trying to give out on me. But I want to tell you one thing. You know, this talks about nations. That we'll see the God, God's glory in the nations. And I'm talking with my cousin yesterday who's getting ready to go over to Greece to be a missionary. She was raised in Papua New Guinea as a missionary's kid. And... Um, she was saying that the, the work that she's going to be working with is uh, seeing just hundreds of um, Muslim refugees coming over from Turkey, and they have all seen visions of the one called Jesus, who is telling them to find a preacher who preaches Jesus, and they are seeking out, they are seeking for the preacher that they see in their vision, and it's people from all over. And so I'm praying and believing we're going to see that around the world. Our God is a miracle-working God. I've seen cancer disappear. I've seen broken bodies healed. Yes, I know that He can do it. Yes, I know that He can do it. I've seen real-life resurrections. I've seen mental health restored. Yes, I know that he can do it. 
Yes, I know that He can do it. I've seen families, yes, I have. I've seen prodigals return. Yes, I know that He can do it. Yes, I know that He can do it. I've seen troubled souls delivered. I've seen addicts finally free. Yes, I know that He can do it. Yes, I know that He can do it. We'll see cities, Ponca City and Revival. We'll see salvation flood the streets. Yes, I know that He can do it. Yes, I know that He can do it. We'll see glory fill the Yes, we will. Like the world has never seen. Yes, I know that He can do it. Yes, I know that He can. Oh, I believe He's the wonder-working God. He's the wonder-working yes, God. All the miracles I've seen, too good to not believe. You're the wonder-working God, and you heal because you love. All the miracles we'll see, too good to not believe. Too good to not believe. Too good to not believe. All the miracles we'll see, you're too good to not believe. I believe, I believe, Lord. I believe, I believe, I believe, Lord. I believe, Lord. I pray that everyone in this place would believe because you, I know it seems too, you seem too good to be true because our human brains just can't comprehend how awesome you are. But you are true and you are real and you are the wonder working God. And I pray that any, anyone in this place or watching that does not grasp that, we will never be able to totally grasp it because we're human, but that you just don't think that he really is a wondering working God or he won't work in your situation. I pray that your heart will be changed today and that you will step out in faith in whatever God wants you to do and that you will see miracles. You will see miracles and we're going to hear testimonies about what he's done today. Lord, I praise you. You are beautiful. You are awesome and you are real. You are too good to not believe. Lord, help us to believe. Help us to believe. I just bless you, God. I bless you, God. I just bless you, God. Just love on him a little bit. Just love on him a little bit. Tell him how much you love him. Lord, I just cannot even come up with the words I would love to say to you. You are so awesome, God. You are magnificent. You are beautiful. And your love is so amazing. God, I just love you. I just want to touch your heart today. And I pray that we have done just that. And Lord, I thank you because you promise that when we worship and we praise you, you are right there in the middle. Of it. You inhabit our praises. And so I'm going to praise you. Every time I have a problem, I praise harder. Every time I have a disappointment, I try to praise harder. But Lord, if I would always, always, always remember to do, to do that, 
and feel your presence in the midst of it. You are so beautiful, God. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for this time, this beautiful time we've had with you, Lord. And I'm believing this spirit is just going to continue on through the whole service. Lord, I know you're going to bring us a powerful, powerful word from our lead pastor, Pastor Bardwell. And I cannot wait to hear what you have to say to our hearts today, Lord. Just be glorified through everything that goes on in this building today. I love you, Lord. I praise you. And I will praise you forever in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, amen. He's good. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are beautiful. All right. We're going to take a little bit of a turn now, and we are going to um, allow you to greet each other if you want to. If you're social distancing, just sit down. And just don't go up to people who are sitting down. Just, you know. Kisses from afar, wave from afar. Don't go up to somebody who's staying in their seat, okay? All right, enjoy. Good morning, PCA. One more time. Good morning, PCA. Hey, PCA family, we have so many things going on. We want to make sure you stay in touch with all of them. To be sure and stay connected, take a look at the following slide. Hey, PCA family, don't forget that today we have our Uno night. It's going to take place at 6 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. Come and enjoy one of the world's biggest and most awesome games of UNO. Everyone who helps out with the hospitality team and the ushers team, there will be a meeting in the Fellowship Hall at 6.30 p.m. on Tuesday, January the 11th. This includes everyone who's a greeter, a host or hostess, those who help at the welcome desk, and all the ushers. Be sure and come to this meeting and find out more about how we can do our very best for the Lord here at PCA. On Sunday, January the 30th, be sure and pick up your contribution statement. It will be ready and out in the foyer. You can see Susan Wilson for more details. Hey ladies, you have a life rally coming up in Stillwater on January the 21st. It'll take place at 6.30 p.m. We'll leave here at the church around 5 p.m. If the cost is $10 a person, be sure to invite a friend and come and have a great time at a life rally. Our daycare has positions open and looking for workers. You must be 18 years old or older and pass a background check. Be sure and call Tammy Shorter at 
1-800-242-4401. Coming up on January the 24th at 6.30 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall, we have a leadership meeting. This is for all leaders of all ministries here at PCA, as well as the volunteers and workers who work in those ministries. Be sure and come out and be a part of this leadership meeting so that we can be on board about everything we're going to do in our ministries in 2022. Coming up, we have a membership class taking place on January the 23rd at 9.30 a.m. This will take place in room 119. It's for everyone seeking membership here at PCA. On February the 12th in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there will be Winter Jam. If you want to be a part of this amazing concert, the cost is $35 plus food and spending money. Be sure and see Pastor Drake about more details. To find out more about the slides you just saw, be sure and visit PCAChurch.com. Thank you for coming and welcome home. You found a place to belong, to believe, and to become. Amen, Pastor Richard. Thank you very much. I never know when to step in. Obviously, that was not the right time. If we have some visitors, some guests here in our church home, which I know we do. I met you at the front door. We would like to have you fill out one of these VIP cards. We want to know more about you. We want to invite you to join the rest of this family, and we are a family in the Lord. Fill out one of these cards, drop it into the offering, or you can give it to someone at the front desk or just give it to someone who looks friendly. And if they don't look friendly, we do believe in laying hands on people. Look. I ran into my young man again. Now, some of you may remember me talking about him. He, uh, he said I reminded him of God because we were both really old. I asked him if he knew how old I was, and he said, well, if you don't know, look in your underwear. He said his said he was four to six years old. Mine say I'm 32. <clears throat> okay, 34. It was the holidays. I told him that I had another birthday. And he said, well, that, that's okay. He said he had had a birthday too, and he'd moved up. He'd started school, and he'd, he'd moved up in his Sunday school. And he had a couple of questions for me. I said, sure. You know, kid's six years old. I should be able to answer it. He said, were the dinosaurs really friendly? Some of you are laughing the wrong way. I said, there were no dinosaurs around when I was born. He said, oh, well, in that case, did Jesus really have long hair? Now, then some of you are probably saying, probably on the board, what does this have to do with tithing? Well, I'm going to tell you. Here's a young boy who knows about Jesus, and he knows about God. Did he hear about it at school? Now, when I was in school, it was so far back, there was only 23 letters in the alphabet. Some of you are going, well, how many letters? Okay, anyway. But we started every day off with the flag salute and a prayer and announcements. Now they meet one day a year at the pole. So where do you think they're learning about God and about that everlasting love they can receive? Right here in your church. And it's not because of the government. Boy, is it not because of the government. It's because of your tithing and the money you give from your heart. You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. Give, and it shall be given back to you. And my favorite, God loves a cheerful giver. If I can get the Purple Bag Boys to come forward, ways to give, you can mail to 2313 East Prospect. You're right here. Save a stamp. PCA Church, you can text to 1-844-390-2401. 
or online, you can go to pcachurch.com contributions. You can also give out in the foyer. We have a, a kiosk out there. I've used every one of them. They all work. If I can get them to do it, you can too. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that we can give back to you. We can give with joy. Dear Lord, you've given us so much joy, especially the last couple of years. This church family has, has continued to grow and to show the love that, that the guests expect when they come in here. Take this money we're going to give you. Take this tithe and these offerings and use it to your will, dear Lord. All these things we ask in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Good morning. Man, it's a beautiful Sunday in Ponca City, Oklahoma. It is above zero degrees today. So you are here. Stand with me today. I want to get right into the message. If you have your Bible, hold it up, whether it's your phone, your iPad, your Word of God that's from a tree, whatever it is, hold it up. Repeat this after me. Thy word, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Thy word is a light unto my path. And thy word will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Lord, help me every day to read thy word. And Lord, help me every day to live thy word. I love thy word. And dear Lord, help me to hear what the Spirit is saying. Amen. You may be seated. Help me to hear. The title of my message today is this, Have You Heard? Have You Heard? There's a lot of stuff going on today that you can hear. A lot of voices, a lot of talk, a lot of things, but I want to just ask you, have you heard? That's going to be something I want you to think about this whole message today is, have you heard? If you have your Bibles, turn to Acts. I always got excited as a kid when, I, when a minister or an evangelist say the book of Acts. That just always got me excited. Acts chapter 10 starting at verse number 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil. Say these next five words with me. Because God was with him. Say it again. Because God was with him. One more time. Because God was with him. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power to perform miracles, signs, and wonders because God was with him. Today, if you are a born-again child of God and you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you can put your name in that place. Because God has anointed me with the Holy Spirit and with power, I can go about helping those who are in need because God is with me. God is with me. He's Emmanuel. God is with us. If God is for us, then who can be against us? I believe the first few messages of any year are so important. Last week, you need to go back and watch it if you didn't hear it. Today is another foundational message for this year. Have you heard? I believe that we need to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church, what the Spirit of God is saying to you. We, we don't need to hear all of the opinions. 
We don't need to hear a bunch of prognosticators. We don't need to hear a bunch of statisticians. We need to hear the Spirit of God because He's always talking. We're just not always hearing. Whenever um, John wrote to the churches in, in Revelation, he said this, Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. So today as your pastor, I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, hear what the Spirit is saying to you. To you. We live in a world where there are so many people in need. Every kind of need you can think of. From the physical healing needs to mental healing needs to relationship healing financial healing, spiritual healing. And so the question is, what have you heard? What have you heard? Now take your Bibles and turn to Mark chapter 5. This is my, my foundational text for today. But remember these words, because God was with him. Because God is with you. God is with you. Mark 5 verse 25 and following says this, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. This disease has taken her from wealth to poverty. It has taken her from health to sickness. She had spent years, 12 years in this process of going to every doctor that she heard about, getting the reports that the doctors were saying to her. She was hearing the reports. She used up all of her money. She's now getting worse. She's gone through every remedy. I'm sure there were people, uh, just like with you and I, when we have some kind of a little sickness, we've had everybody giving us remedies, right? Here's how you fix it. Here's what you take. Here's what you do. She had gone around with all the trials in the medication field and all the processes that was known to man. And yet she has depleted all resources. But she's ready to hear. Why is it that we have to get to rock bottom before we hear? Why is it we have to deplete all of the resources before we hear? Why do we have to be that way? Sometimes we have to exhaust all of our solutions before we can ever hear what the Spirit of God is saying to us. She is now ready to hear, and here's what she heard. Look at verse 27. When she heard about Jesus. So she's been hearing everything the doctors have been saying, hearing all the bill collectors, hearing all the processes, the remedies, all the trials and all the medications. That's what she's hearing now. She's getting worse. She doesn't have any more money. Now, what does she hear? She, he, she heard about Jesus. She heard about Jesus. Have you heard about Jesus, church? Have you heard? Because sometimes we listen, but we're not hearing. I'm sure there's a lot of husbands in here that your wife is talking and you're listening, but you're not hearing. As soon as she stops talking, if she were to ask you, what did I just say? I have no idea. I looked like I was hearing. She thought I was hearing, but I was only listening until the noise stopped and I could continue watching the football game. Yeah. She heard about Jesus. 
But what else had she heard? If you look just previous to this, here's what she heard. She heard about this man who has been living in the graveyards. He is a demoniac, the Gadarene demoniac, filled with demons. He's terrorized the city. They've pushed him out to the graveyards. He's now out there. He's not wearing any clothes. He's tearing at himself. They've tried to put him in chains. He busts loose in the chains. He is demonically filled with this power from Satan. And she heard about Jesus. And she heard about how he went to that demoniac in the graveyard. And how that when that demoniac saw Jesus, he fell at Jesus' feet. And the demons inside of him began to cry out, Have mercy upon us, because we are many. There was 2,000 pigs over here. Think about it. 2,000 pigs. Jesus spoke a word. The demons were commanded to come out of that man. They went into the 2,000 pigs, ran down the hill into the lake. They were drowned. This man is now in his right mind. He has now gone back to the city, fully clothed, teaching in the synagogue. Why? Because he's telling them what he had heard about Jesus and also what, how Jesus had done something in his life. Can you imagine that? The first Sunday this guy walks into the citadel, that's the same guy. His countenance has changed. He's no longer terror. He's, he's, got, he's holding the hands of the children. What's going on? She heard this. And then she heard about a man named Jairus who had a lot of faith. But he came to Jesus and he said, Jesus, my daughter is dying. Would you come to my house and would you pray for her? Because he had also heard about Jesus' healing. So Jesus and Jairus and a whole great crowd of people are headed to Jairus' house and she heard Jesus is coming close to you. That's what she heard. She heard about the crowd going to Jairus' house and she thought to herself, I've got to somehow get there. She heard about Jesus. She heard good news. She heard they were coming through her region. I'm sure there have been times before that someone had said something in his presence about this man Jesus, but she was not hearing it. She was only listening. Why? Because I still have money. I still have solutions. I still can get this thing done myself. So the question comes back to us, what are we hearing today? Are you hearing that there is absolutely no hope? Are you hearing that there is no way out? Are you hearing that this is impossible? Are you hearing that God cannot use you? Are you hearing that God does not have a plan for you? What are you hearing? She heard something different this day. She heard about Jesus. She heard about somebody that she all of a sudden now begins to have hope. She, she heard about Jesus and now she's beginning to have strength that she didn't know she had. She heard about somebody that could change her future, her destiny, and he's coming her way. But she's weaker and weaker and weaker. Look at it, verse 27 and 28. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I could just touch his clothes, I will be healed. 
So the process for us, the process for her was she heard, she started hearing instead of listening. She heard about good news and then she starts to think. Hmm. What are you thinking about today? Are you thinking about what you've heard from the world standards? Are you thinking about what God's Word says to you? Are you thinking about what the world tells you you are? Are you thinking about what God says you are? Are you thinking about what the world says is your future? Are you thinking about what God says in His Word about your future? That you have a hope, a plan that God has given to you. That God is going to use you and walk with you. Why? Because God is with you. She started hearing and then she started thinking. What you hear and what you think will determine your future. You cannot do anything without thinking about it first. And she thought, this man Jesus, he's healing people. He took the demons out of this guy. He's headed to Jairus' house. That, that man's daughter is dying and Jesus is going there. Why? Because he can do something. I believe why there's such a drawing away from the church today is because people don't see God doing anything anymore. They go to church and they just listen. They're not hearing what the Spirit of God has to say. And I'm telling you, PCA, in 2022, I am telling you, God is with us. And God is for us. And God is with you. And we've got to stop listening to any other voices. We can hear the voice of the Master speak to us. It will determine if you are healed it will determine if you are delivered. I've seen addictions and God deliver people. But if you're not hearing about Jesus and you're not thinking that I've got to get to him, you're not going to be delivered. You're not going to be saved. You're not going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You will not have an abundant life. You will just grow weaker and weaker and weaker. Mentally, physically, spiritually until you die. But she realized there's some needs that only God can be the solution to. Not 10-step programs. They're all good. But there's something more. There's a spiritual aspect to addictions. There's a spiritual. Did you know that the, the words that are used in, in the Word of God that have to do with uh, pornography and, and alcohol, there's spirits, there's demonic spirits attached to those things. No wonder they cause addictions. This is all a spiritual thing. And if you don't see the spiritual warfare, if you don't see the spiritual problem in some people's lives, you cannot have a solution because only God is the solution. She tried everything else. Listen, everything else will not work. It's beyond man's ability. I don't care how much you do mental gymnastics, it won't work. It's beyond what your money can buy. It's beyond everything. Only Jesus can do certain things. No one else and no other way. you got to hear and then you can think, only Jesus. Why is it we try everything else first? If somebody tells you you got to go spend tens of thousands of dollars on this to this doctor, you go, if somebody says you got to drink this stuff, then you'll do it. But if somebody says, you just got to come to Jesus, well, what, what, wait, wait, what? Yeah. 
Some theologians describe this encounter of this woman who had this bleeding disease for 12 years. They, they describe this encounter with Jesus as an interruption. I've heard it preached that way for decades. I cannot come to that conclusion when I study the Word of God. I do not believe this is an interruption. I believe this is a divine intersection. I believe that this woman had a divine moment to be with Jesus. And she was there, and Jesus was there, and there was a crowd there. I don't believe that we interrupt Jesus in any way. I don't believe that a Sunday morning service at PCA, when we're praising and worshiping Him, is an interruption to His thought. I don't think it's an interruption to His days going, Oh my goodness, that church is down there praising and worshiping me. I can't do this. i got to listen to them. I don't think it's an interruption. I think it's a divine intersection between Jesus who was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power because God was with him and a woman who had a disease that was incurable in man's ideologies, in man's medicines, in man's ability. It was her coming that day. Why? I heard and now I think that I can just touch him. And I'm thinking that if I can just touch his cloak, if I just reach out, I know I will be healed. Wow. Have you heard? Well, John the Revelator says there's one who walks among the lampstands. What does that mean, Pastor? In Revelation, what does that mean? It means there is one who is Jesus Christ who walks among the churches. Do you know right now that Jesus is in this house? He's walking up and down the aisles. His spirit is here. He's hoping that you hear and not just listen. He's hoping today that you begin to say, hey, wait a minute, I've been thinking wrong because I've been listening wrong. If I hear right, maybe I'll start thinking right. Jesus is walking among the church. He's here. Have you heard? He is a reconciler. He can mend relationships that are broken. He can heal marriages. He can heal friendships. He's a reconciler. He's a deliverer for addictions. He's a healer for sickness and disease. Are you hearing this today? That's who he is. Are you hearing what the Spirit is saying to you? Are you determined to get through any and all obstacles to get to Jesus today? Are you determined? You see, she comes to the point, she says, I am so tired of this. Twelve years, the same thing. I mean, taking medications, getting sick, hair falling out, all these things. We know the process. Twelve years. I am so tired of this sickness. I just want to live like everybody else lives. I'm tired of it. Until you get tired of your condition, you're not going to do anything about it you got to get tired of it. She was tired of the pain and the weakness. She was tired of all the bills. Have you ever had a, a medical bill? Mm. The phone rings constantly. Uh, Mr. Bardwell, are you sure? Do you understand that you owe $115,000? Just write that check and have it in the mail by the 5th of the month. I mean, they, they don't let up hounding you. She's spent all of her money. Look at verse 28. Because she thought... I can just touch his clothes. She was desperate and she was determined. You have to be there. I remember the night I got saved, I was desperate 
And I was determined that I was going to leave that church a child of God. I, there's been times in our lives when we needed healing. I was thinking about it this week uh, when God healed my son of asthma. He came down one Sunday morning. Uh, he had two breathing machines, one at school and one at home. Four, six, eight, ten, twelve breathing treatments a day. One Sunday morning he came down and the whole place was full and I'm just praying with him and praying with everybody else and didn't really stop too long because I don't stop too long with my own family. I got to make sure I pray for everybody else. But when we got home, here's what my son, my little guy, he said, Dad, this morning I went down because you preached about healing and I knew that God was going to heal me of my asthma and I'm healed. Can you believe that? Wow. Only God does that. He's sitting right here today. Never had another breathing treatment after that. We, we gave the breathing machines to somebody else. We don't want them. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor, that's not possible because once you have asthma, you always, no, no, no. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus. She was desperate. Uh, this week we was reminded, she had, my wife had a memory come up on her phone. And I believe it was six years ago this last week when she was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer and we were at the hospital and they were doing surgery and the doctor walks out and goes, I can't find any cancer. It was just there Thursday and this is just Monday. I can't find any cancer. Why? Because I heard about Jesus. And I thought about it. I said, listen, this cannot be something that I preach and that I don't believe in. This cannot be something I preach and I don't see it happening. God, I need signs. I need wonders. I need miracles because here's what your word says. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Here's what he says, that I am with you, I am for you. And if I empower Jesus, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and dwells in me. Have you heard about this lately? Have you thought about it? She did not care if anyone was offended by her crawling through the crowd. Didn't care. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. Are you coming to church not caring what anybody else thinks about your worship? Not caring about anybody else what they say about when you respond to the message? Whenever it's time to go to the front, are you worried about what somebody's going to think about you? Because if you are, you're not desperate. And you're not determined. You haven't gotten there yet. You still have your own solutions. And I can figure this out. And I know that if I just do this or that, it'll solve everything. She did not look at the crowd that day and go, oh man, I wasn't expecting this. I thought it was just going to be Jesus and Jairus and a few disciples. But man, look at this large crowd. Why was there a crowd? Because they had heard about the demoniac. They saw him in the citadel. They were there when they heard it, and the word spread all over town. Jesus is headed to Jairus' house. Let's go watch. Jesus is headed to Jairus' house. Let's see what he does there. See if he can do anything about a young girl who's dying. They were there to watch. They weren't there because they were desperate. There's a lot of people today come to church just to watch. I'm going to watch what the pastor's wearing, the pastor's wife's wearing. I'm going to watch, you know, the lights and the sound. And the, I'm going to watch if it's hot or cold or what. I'm going to watch. We, we don't need people watching. 
We need people walking in going, I'm desperate for a touch of Jesus today. I'm determined that I am going to get what God has for me and my family. Or I'm not leaving. I'm not going to get discouraged. I'm not going to be all of a sudden, uh, whoa, what? Why? No, no. She wasn't. She says, no matter what it takes. Look at verse 29. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in the body that she was freed from her suffering. Can you imagine that moment? At once, Jesus, we're not stopping at her healing, we're moving on, come on. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out of him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? When you touch Jesus, he knows it. It's not just a lot of words. It's not just hearing only, but I'm doing the word. He said, wait a minute, I felt something leave me. Power. Who touched me? When you touch Jesus, he feels it. He can feel the power go from him. I want, when I go into my prayer time, I want Jesus to go, wait a minute, who, who's touching me? I just felt something go to Ponca City, Oklahoma. I just felt some power leave. Where did it go? I, I want, when we have services in here in 2022, I want Jesus and all the angels in heaven to go, whoa, 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 where's all the power going? It's going down to PCA in Ponca City, Oklahoma. What's that? Hey, there's some people there who are desperate for life to change. There's some people who are tired of status quo. There's some people that are determined. I will touch him no matter what. I'm determined. Someone needs me, he said. Verse 31. You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Jesus wasn't talking about the physical. And today, if you're not a born-again child of God, carnal minds cannot comprehend spiritual things. But Jesus is like, this is not a touch physically. I'm talking about a touch by faith. There's something just left me, and who did that? And the Bible says he kept looking. Now, in that word, that verb is there, it means he just doesn't take a glance. But, but he's coming around. And he's looking. Is that you? Is that you? Who touched me? Which one of y'all did it? I mean, wouldn't that be intimidating? Wow. I didn't mean to scare y'all, but y'all kind of like, whoa, Pastor, you getting too close? He needs to get back on that platform. Because one-on-one -on -one confrontation gets a little... Intense. He said, I want to find out the one who's looking and touched me. Verse 33, then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear. Some of you got a little fearful when I was just down there. Can you imagine Jesus calling you out? All she wanted to do is touch his cloak and get out of there. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be heard. I want to touch you. She fell at his feet, trembling with fear, and told him the whole truth. And he rebuked her and said, do not ever touch me again. Nah. What did he say? Daughter. 
daughter. Your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Wow. She came to him fearful of what might would happen. I'm the one who did it. Fearful of his response, his reaction. Because she was unclean. And now she's touched his clothing. In that culture, you didn't do that. She was desperate and determined. And Jesus looks at her. I can just imagine she's there at his feet. Demoniac was at his feet, right? She's taken the place of that demoniac. And he says, daughter. I just see him picking her head up, taking her by the hand and standing her up. Daughter. She is now in relationship. Relationship. This causes relationship. Daughter, you are to be freed from your suffering. Wow. Twelve years. And the Bible says it was immediate. Immediately. There's a difference between a miracle and a healing. A miracle takes place instantaneously. A healing has process. It takes time. The Bible tells us that we are to be a part of signs and wonders. I believe that. I believe that God empowers us through the Holy Spirit. And I believe that when we lay hands on the sick, I have faith to believe they shall recover. I've seen it too much to doubt it. I've seen God do too many crazy, crazy things. He said, though, her faith, your faith, not your friend's faith, your faith. When I read that instantly, my mind was transported to remember this guy who was lame and every day he had four friends that, that took him around. Remember that? And they heard about Jesus, but when they got to the house where Jesus was, it was packed out, people standing all around the outside. And so what did his four friends do? They get up on the roof which is about 12 to 14, maybe two feet thick of adobe, hard rock, adobe, and they bust a hole in the roof and then they let him down to Jesus. This woman did not have friends to do that for her. She had to get there all by herself. She had to get through the crowd, crawling through the legs to get there. She didn't have anybody that says, make, make, make way, make way. She needs to come see Jesus. No, she was digging it out on her own. Probably didn't have any friends because who wants to be friends with somebody who's always sick all the time? Can't do anything and they just drain. Nobody wants to be friends with that person who is terminally ill for 12 years and not going to make it. Why doesn't she just face facts? Uh, she's got a death sentence on her. The Bible says that it was her faith. What kind of faith do you have today? Is it a listening faith or is it a hearing faith? Are you hearing and then you start thinking, wait a minute. Here's what God's word says. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a reconciler. And it, the word says he has no respect for a person. What he does for one, he can do for another. What's the difference? 
Faith. Father, again into thy hands. Faith. I believe. I am determined. I am desperate for Jesus to do something in my life, my spouse's life, my kid's life, my job, my relationship, my finances, whatever it is. I am tired, tired, tired of it. Tired of it. Sometimes you got to bring your kids to the altar. Physically and spiritually. Sometimes you got to bring your spouse, you got to bring your money. Let out. Why? Because my faith is greater than my problem today. The problem is most people's problems are bigger than their faith. Well, do you believe God can do it? Yeah, yeah, I believe it. Uh, it's just I don't know, you know. Uh, no, no, no. Faith. You do not have doubts. You see, there was one named Thomas. We know about him. What do we call him affectionately today? Doubting Thomas. He did one thing. He wasn't there when Jesus showed up. He missed church that morning. The rest of them saw him, but he's like, until I see it with my own eyes, I will not believe. So Jesus makes a special trip back just for Thomas. He touches his hand, puts his hand inside. Thomas now goes, I believe. But this woman didn't have doubts. And the Bible says there'll, there'll be those of you, and this is us today, who have not seen but yet still believe. I've never seen Jesus in the flesh, but I believe every word that is in this book. I believe it. Why? Because it is my faith. Faith says to mountains, be moved. Thomas was doubting that the, it could happen. She's going, no, it's happening today. Not going to go to bed tonight without it. She could have been roadblocked by the crowd, but she didn't. She had faith to believe that the impossible is possible and immediately she was healed. Immediately she felt strength and immediately she left free from suffering. Right here in this text. At this moment when I was preparing this message, I got a message from a family in our church. Been dealing with cancer, 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 cancer. I got a text at this moment. I put it in here right there. I just received a text from a family whose child has been battling sickness, disease, and cancer, and they just finished testing, and the results is there's no cancer. Can you praise God for that? Come on. That only God does that. Come on. Hallelujah. You want some signs and wonders? God's given them to us, church. Hallelujah. Mom and dad believed the impossible. Mom and dad said, hey, wait a minute. Come on, let's give him praise for a miracle in his house today. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Don't care what anybody thinks. Hallelujah. I don't care. I'm tired of this. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. Fill us with your power. Holy Spirit, fill us with your glory. Church, God is with us. 
Hallelujah. We need a fresh revelation of that today. He's not forsaken you. He's not forgotten you. Those are lies. That's what you're listening from the enemy. But hear the word of God. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He is greater. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We are now more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. That's the word. That's what we should be hearing. Only God can set you free from addictions. Only God has the power to give you peace. You just can't think peace. God gives you spiritual, holy anointed peace that surpasses all understanding. Peace to know there's no more pain, no more weakness, no more bleeding, no more waiting rooms, no more bills. Have you ever been desperate? I have. My, my prayer changes when I'm desperate. I have a prayer that I pray, you know. I'm not, I'm not talking about words. I'm just talking about a style of prayer that you pray every day, you know. Lord, today, Lord, I pray that, uh, God, you touch the church today, keep everybody safe and watch over them. And, you, know, you know what kind of prayer I'm talking about, right? But when you're desperate... You're desperate. You're not waiting for an appointment with God. You're going to His presence right now. You walk in and you tell God, God, your word declares that I bring my needs and I lay them at your feet. And God, today my wife has cancer. And God, today I believe it for a miracle. God, today touch her right now in Jesus' name. You're desperate. You're determined. Kids away from God, I've been there. You run into God's presence and say, God, I don't know what she's doing. I don't know where she's at. But you do God right now. Do whatever it takes to get her back into your presence. That's how you pray. I'm desperate. I'm determined. I'm not here just to watch. I'm not here just for, it's Sunday. But I'm tired of this. What is your need today, church? You may say, well, Pastor, I don't have very, very many needs. I'm, I'm good. Awesome. Awesome. But I've got needs. i got some things I need Jesus to do. I've got some people I need Jesus to touch. I've got some people who need healing in their bodies. I need God to take addictions from some people's lives. I need God to reconcile these relationships. I need God. Why? Because only God is the solution to a lot of our problems. Paul said it this way. One time he said this, I am persuaded that he is able. Another time he said, I'm convinced. Are you convinced? Are you persuaded? And then he says, I know in whom I have believed. I know he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And there's nothing impossible with God. What's impossible with man is possible with God. This is what I know. Paul knows when you start praising God, jails shake loose. Shackles fall off. Why? Because God is with us. My hope is fixed on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. A great hymn writer wrote those words. My hope. What is your hope in today? 
Is it wishful thinking? Or is your hope fixed on Jesus' blood and righteousness? I'm not going to listen to every other voice. I'm going to hear what the Spirit of God is talking to me about today. This is what the Spirit of God says. This is what the Word of God says. I get determined. I get focused. My only goal today is to touch Him. Touch Him. Because if I touch Him, I know I will be healed. I know it. I know it. I know it. My faith looks at mountains and declares them to be gone. What today, if I were to ask every one of you individually, what have you heard this week? What have you heard this week? This week I hear a lot of bad news. You know, inflation skyrocketing. Borders are open. Omicron's getting more and more prevalent. A lot of bad news. But guess what God calls this? Good news. I got some good news for you today. Hallelujah. This is good news. This is good news that you need to hear. Because the Spirit of God has been speaking to every one of you. I prayed all week, every time, ever since I had this message, I've been over this message saying, God, what I don't say in my weak flesh, God, I need the Holy Spirit to begin to speak it to every heart in this place. And I believe with all my heart that God has been speaking some things into your hearts as I've been preaching. I believe he's been challenging you. There's something in your life. You have a need in your life and you need to get sick and tired of it and get desperate. Would you stand with me today? I prayed all week, God, what do you want me to do? He said, first of all, give every person in that place a chance for them to respond to my Holy Spirit because everyone that leaves, I want them to be a son and a daughter. And normally I pray like this, if, if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, raise your hand. But I can't do that today. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and you're tired of living this life without peace and without hope and without joy, I need you to get out from where you're at and come to the front. This woman, Jesus didn't go to her house, she went to Jesus. This morning, if you do not know Him as your Lord and Savior, today is your day. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. It is not tomorrow, not yesterday. It is today. He is a present God. He is the I Am. And without Him, you cannot just think yourself into the family. You just cannot do good enough to get into this family. You must receive Him as Lord and Savior and surrender your heart, surrender your mind, surrender your body to His will, not your will. And he loves you, church. That's why he's had this very weak preacher today in my limited skills and abilities to preach good news to you today. And I'm praying that the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart right now, tugging at you. If you feel that heart just being tugged, your heart 
feet getting a little higher. Maybe there's something between you and God that ought not to be there. And today's the day to get it right. Right now, today. And so if you're here, in the next few moments, I'm going to give you a chance to come up. If you do not want to walk up there by yourself, then grab somebody else by the hand and say, go with me. I can't stand here. I got to get there. Go with me. I need a friend to help me walk. Because the hardest step you're ever going to take is that first step. There's a lot of things you can listen to right now. You can listen to a lot of voices. Or you can hear what the Spirit is saying. If you're here today, you say, Pastor, my relationship with God is not right. There's something there that's not right. I want you to either come down here by yourself or grab somebody by the hand and get down here right now. I'm not going to wait long. The Holy Spirit's drawing. You need to respond to the drawing of the Holy Spirit. He's pulling you, pulling you, pulling you to come. Come to me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I'm going to give you rest. Come to me, come to me, come. Come on. I'm going to wait just a moment. There's something not right in your life. This is the day. Today, I got to get this right. I got to get this right. I got to get this right. Come on. Yes, come on. I'm tired of this, God. I'm tired of this. Come on, anybody else? He's calling you. Come, follow me, follow me, follow me. I'm going to make you have an abundant life. Just come. Yes, come on. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, do what you do. Holy Spirit, do what no man can do in this house. Hallelujah. Are you hearing? Are you hearing? Hallelujah. I need some men and women to come and get with these men and women that are down here. If you are saved, I need your help. And if you're filled with the Holy Spirit and with power, God has anointed you because God is with you. Hallelujah. Come on. You know how much it took for these people to come down here? They need to know I got a church that's behind me. I got people who love me and care about me. I want you to come down here. Those of you that came to the front, I want to ask you this question. I want you to repeat this after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I right now repent of my sins and accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Now you pray that in your own way right now. I need, I need some couples right here with this couple. Please come. Please help me. Please help me. Church, don't worry about what anybody thinks. Pray out loud right now. Father God, we need you. Holy Spirit, I need you right now. Holy Spirit, I need you right now to touch these men and women that are here in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, empower today. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. God, you've placed your hand upon these young people. God, you've anointed them. Call them by name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. You have plans for her. Yes, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit right now, anoint. You feel that touch? Hallelujah. 
just submit to his presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, right now, anoint this couple. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. With a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, right now, in Jesus' name. God, you've got your hands placed upon her life. God, you know everything about her in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. name. Holy Spirit, anoint this young lady. God, clothe her right now. God, I pray, Holy Spirit, come upon this man right now. Holy Spirit, you descend in power and in might. And God, you do what no man can do. Hallelujah. We don't need a touch from a man. We need a touch from God. I'm desperate for you today, God. I am desperate. And I'm determined today, God, to not only hear your voice, but obey your word in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, you overwhelm her right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, right now, do what you need to do in her life. Holy Spirit, make everything right. Hallelujah, 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 If we pray in Jesus, you in the name of Jesus, the name is above every other name in Jesus. Hallelujah. Right now, your faith can make you whole. Walk with me. Mountains cast into the sea. Have faith in and believe that impossible is possible. Jesus. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. Come on. Hallelujah. And you cry out to me today. You cry out to me today. God, you are my father. God, heal my body in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Not my time. Today, I don't want to be a watcher. I want to be a hearer and a doer of your word. I want to be a seeker of the Messiah. God, right now, you're here. God, you're here in his body right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 You're my portion. You're my If you need deliverance from addictions, 
If you need God to take some things out of your life, you're a born-again believer. But today you have a need. You have a need of a daughter or a son or a husband or a wife. You have a need of a friend, whatever it is. If you have a need that you know only God can have the solution, I want you to get out of your chairs and come to the front right now because we're going to believe for God to do the impossible in people's lives. I need a healing. I need a deliverance. I need reconciliation. I need whatever it is. I'm tired of this. Whatever it is. Come on. Don't worry about what anybody thinks. This is me and I got to touch him. I believe if I walk to that front and I have faith to believe that God can heal me, that God can deliver me, that God can restore and reconcile. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says that if we lay hands on the sick, we pray, we know with all, I'm believing for miracles today. I am believing for healings. And here's what the voice of the enemy will say to me and will say to every one of you. What if it doesn't happen? But what if it does? Yes, yes. What if it does? Yes, what if all the other things I've been trying haven't worked? What if my faith, my hope is built on Jesus Christ? Yes. Now look across this front church. I do not need watchers today. I need people with faith to get behind every one of these. It's going to take me a little while to get from one side to the other, but I'm going to anoint every one of them with oil and pray a prayer of faith. But I need you to pray with them before I get there and after I get there. Those of you that came to the front, you got to be desperate and you got to be determined and you got to be tired of this. I am so tired of this. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm bringing it to Jesus because He is the solution. He is the answer. He's the one that makes impossible possible. That's who I'm bringing it to. King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Sickness and disease fall down in His name. Hallelujah. Get your faith. Get your hands. Lift up your voice and touch Him today. I'm going to come and anoint you, but don't wait for me. You need a touch from God. You need to be desperate. We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.